2: Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, guys, an incredibly special one, my good friend Bo Shafnowski joins us for his first counseling session with Carlos Tanner from the Ayahuasca Foundation in Iquitos, Peru, uh, because Bo is undertaking this treatment for himself to change his life completely. He is super brave in wanting to offer this up for everyone to experience with him as well. So this is going to be a two-parter. This is the first part. This is his counseling session with Carlos. And Carlos uh, explains you know, what he can look forward to, what to expect. Uh, he goes over the beginning process like he would for anyone embarking on this journey. He, these guys are just doing it for everyone to experience. Again, incredibly cool. I've never heard of anything like this, so I'm super excited to be a part of it so uh, again guys this is part one part two will occur after Bo gets back also just kind of a heads up after we wrap this conversation for the counseling session itself there was a lot of wonderful information we had a great time talking so I'm going to include that at the end as well so you guys stick around after the normal sign off and uh, you can experience that part of this conversation too so I also look forward to part two Uh, when Bo comes back we're going to have his uh, integration session again joined by Carlos so damn cool I'm so grateful Uh, and Uh, We're going to check out How he fared You know What his new perception is So uh, Really really looking forward To this guys It's a phenomenal conversation That's just such a cool thing And thank you all for listening and being so encouraging and supporting of Bo. Now, of course, all the ways to find Carlos and Bo both located down in the show notes. So, you guys show some love and support. And um, before we get to all that though, let's talk about resource links real quick. Uh, Food Forest Abundance, check that out down there for all of your freedom from fear needs, as well as Libsyn if you'd like to start your own podcast. Amazon link is down there. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, feed the beats through that link. It helps the show. Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support, linked down there as well. And also, uh, expandingrealitypodcast.com is where you can find all things expanding reality. So, now that we got that out of the way, you guys go down and check this thing out. I am so, so excited for Bo. Uh, just congratulations, buddy and Carlos. Endless thanks, man, for your time and for doing this. This is incredibly special. So, let's get to it with Carlos Tanner and Bo Shafnowski. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming to the show. As always, we do special things around here. This is special, special. We upped it a level. We invited Carlos Tanner and my buddy Bo Schnafnowski, who is a massive help with production, with website, with everything. Uh, He is one of the foundational blocks in this amazing legacy that we're doing here. And for this, uh, Bo has decided that he is ready to venture down the ayahuasca train. Now, uh, whenever we were having this conversation, uh, thankfully, I've got a guy, and he is the guy. Carlos Tanner, the director of the Ayahuasca Foundation in Iquitos, Peru, and that is how we do it. We do it right. So, Bo and I thought that it would be really cool, uh, and he has volunteered uh, and is very brave for doing this, by the way, to take us on this journey with him. Now, this is not an experience that a lot of people get. These are this is you are going to be seeing an in, um, initial session, initial counseling session with Bo and Carlos. As the director of the Ayahuasca Foundation, as part of the process of people who come down to choose to do this. I've been a big fan of Carlos for a long time, ever since he wrote me that first email. Just had a special place in my heart. So, said, Bo, you gotta go do it where you do it. And so he agreed, he's taken us on this journey with him, and this is the first episode. He is going to be shooting a documentary-style vlog. This has a lot of really cool things, and so I'm extremely grateful to be a part of this. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? Very good. Thanks. Both Excellent. Good. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Very excited. Lots of feelings.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, walk us through that, man. You, you haven't done ayahuasca before. So what made you want to no. go down this journey?
0: Oh, just, um, a lot of stuff has, you know, accumulated over the years in my life. I, uh, I, uh, took, uh, a couple of, uh, psychedelic journeys in, in, uh, my college years and, uh, those were wonderful experiences and I absolutely love them and they're memorable and you know fascinating and, and just it was great it was a magical experience for me you know very eye-opening a lot of mind expansion and all that Hell yeah. and uh, you know I'm I just I am 41 years old I've been my father died a year ago it's uh, it's actually on on the day I'm traveling will be the the uh, the uh 20 the the first anniversary of of that and uh so yeah so it's kind of you know going to deal with with that loss and just you know and, and he and I were different people it just kind of you know it it came up it dug a lot of stuff up for me that I want to process and this from what i understand this is a really good way to process uh you know pain trauma memories uh i just want to connect to all of that in the most thorough way I can and uh, process it all, all the grief. And, and, you know, and there's other complications going on in my life on a relational level. Um, And, you know, here I am 41 years old. I'm, I, uh, you know, I I feel like I'm starting the second half of my life and I want to do it as clean as I possibly can on the inside, you know, and and as clear and I want to, make the next leg of my life just as good as it could possibly be yeah this promises Ah, the purge and
2: to squeegee the third eye right clean buddy so i'm excited for you man i I love you to death brother you've been one of my best friends for years i've known you for years and so to see you come from where you were to now this is massive man i'm just so proud of you and cannot tell you how cool it is that you are sharing this with the world because this is a unique thing carlos have you ever been a part of something like this
1: no, I'm excited about it too. I, uh, you know, I've, I've started talking a lot about preparation, especially, uh, the importance of mindset, optimizing, uh, healing experience across the board really, but especially ayahuasca healing experiences. And I, um, I'm, I'm going to be like talking, uh, in a couple of weeks on, uh, on the plant spirit summit about just this topic so this is like super cool it's definitely in my wheelhouse but i want to bring it more to the forefront i can't think of a better way than to do it in the like allowing people to see what a what a preparation session looks like like getting maybe into the nuts and bolts of preparation on a deeper level i love it and and that's why i I, that's why i do it you know I, i i try to set up a call with every participant that comes down but i would say that everyone is somewhere with excitement and and also with some level of nervousness or anxiety and concern and things like that and and that's natural and i can only like do what i i can i can only you know do my best but i hope that i can like improve that ratio so that it's more excitement more trust more faith and and that's why i like to set up these calls and and it'll give you the chance to like get any concerns or or questions out that I can address to make you feel more confident about knowing that you're definitely making the best step forward, but also to allow you to optimize your mindset so that when you show up, you're in the best place possible because you're doing a 10 day retreat Mm -hmm. and a 10, 10 days is very short amount of time. We're going to put, you know, as much as we can into that 10 days, but, 10 days, short amount of time. And, um, you know, I, I think that it's enough time to make a real transformation, uh, a real turning of the corner in the direction that our paths are headed. But if you set yourself up and you show up ready, then you can obviously accomplish more. And so that's the goal of this, this session right now, our, our talk today.
2: Perfect. Absolutely perfect, man. And I'm just so excited uh, again, Bo, that uh, you're deciding to share this part of the journey and, and your post part, because there's going to be a part two to this, plus your documentary that we're going to look forward to. So, uh, Carlos, would you just like to start the session and I'll just kind of get out of y'all's way? Let's do
1: it. So my first question, Bo, um, well, I guess my first question is, how how are you feeling about the the adventure coming up?
0: Well, very much like it's an adventure. I, I feel like I'm preparing for this massive, you know, adventure. And I, yeah, so yeah, I, uh, I'm getting all my stuff ready. I'm like, you know, packing my bags and, you know, thinking about how I'm going to fit everything and all my video equipment and trying to work out the logistics. I've been like Googling all over about the Amazon and where we'll be and trying to understand everything. I watched the, uh, the episode of, uh, of uh, Down to Earth with, uh-huh. uh, with uh, zach afron and i showed my mom and grandma and everybody i'm like okay this is where i'm going you don't need to be worried
1: (laughs) zach's been there so it's got to be safe right
0: right yeah absolutely it it, did it it made them feel so much better my mom was actually like oh my god you're going (laughs) you're going to you know middle of the jungle
1: i'll try to pull some strings to get you into zach's room okay (laughs) um Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, one thing that just struck me right off the bat and, you know, I, I understand, especially because Brandon was just talking about it, but, but I, I, I know that he agrees with me in saying this, like, you know, you're not going down to make a film. You're, you're going down for your own personal healing. And if the film gets made, it gets made, but don't prioritize your, the, the, the film the film equipment you know setting up shots don't don't let those thoughts get in the way of what is much more important which is what you are talking about yes. you know purifying your soul getting yourself as clean as possible to move forward into the second half of your life and that is a noble endeavor and it would be great if you could share some of that with the world but don't feel like you have any obligation to do that your true obligation is to yourself, you know, and make sure that that's like very clear in your intentions. Okay.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So um, the second question is, did you happen to read the article that I linked in that email? Uh, It's called Ayahuasca retreat preparation, participation, and integration.
0: I did. I I actually printed it out. I've got like a little binder of all your emails and i've like read through them a couple times yeah oh
1: nice awesome that's i think that's a first i appreciate that
0: yeah
1: um the literary works of carlos tanner's emails um no the article the article i'll take credit for a literary work um i think that it's a, a great start and so to follow up on that have you acted on a couple of the uh pieces of advice i give in that article like did you purchase a journal for the program
0: Yes. I got a journal ready. I've got, uh, a, yeah, I'm doing the, the eating clean eating and stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going down all of those. Paths. So you, you
1: set, uh, you set a date for your preparation to begin and that date has already come.
0: Oh yes. I, well, I, as soon as I got that email, I started like trying to, you know, weed things out that needed to be weeded out to prepare and, like just emotionally and mentally preparing for everything and making sure all of the logistics were there, which you were fantastic about preparing me for. Thank you. I like was able to show, you know, my wife and everybody, look, it's, it's all planned out. It's not a, it's not going to be a giant stressor. Nobody has to be concerned about me and everything. Yeah.
1: Right. I appreciate that. And, you know, we do our best to try to take care of all those concerns that shouldn't be a concern, you know, all of those logistics, The less logistics that you have to think about, the more attention you can give to what you should be thinking about, which is your true intention for coming down. And that's the real purpose for the journaling. So in that sense, maybe just to go over it again, you know, the journaling is one to bring about the awareness of the aspects of yourself that you hope to change. And then two, to dive as deep as you can into understanding how those things came to be in such a way that you do want them to change. So the better your understanding of the root causes and the influences that contributed to detrimental behaviors, detrimental thought programs, ways of being that you simply want to be different, then the more attention you'll be able to give straight to that when you get that opportunity. And ayahuasca is amazing because it presents this expanded awareness environment. And being in an ayahuasca ceremony is in an environment of expanded awareness. And But what you do with the awareness is actually what brings about the healing. If you go into an ayahuasca ceremony and you just lay back and watch the show, so to speak, which you can do, And sometimes that's beautiful. And to be honest, I often will start my ceremonies that way, you know, because one, I want to like get into it. I want to like get into the depth of the expanded awareness state. And two, it is awe-inspiring. And and so I often will wait to find myself in that awe-inspired mindset deep into an uh, expanded awareness state to then decide to look. And, And one way of thinking about that is that you want to manifest as much higher vibrations as you can before you dive into the low vibrations. You know, you want to manifest as much light as you can so that when you go to look into the darkness, you're doing that, with a shining bright light. And, and so one of the best pieces of advice that I can offer, and this goes specific to the ceremony, but it, you know, it's really about the retreat and it's really about like life. Um, and that is that every ceremony that I start, I always think about everything that I'm so blessed to have in my life. You know, there's a lot of problems, but there's way more things going right. No matter what, if you ever made a list of everything going wrong and compared it to a list of everything going right, the the list of everything going right would always be way longer. So I always try to think about that. I'll, I'll drink my cup with my intention to heal, to work, to change, to grow, to learn but when i go back and i'm waiting for the effects of the ayahuasca to come on then it's all gratitude it's all you know thinking about all the blessings that i have in my life all the wonderful people that i have all the incredible luck i guess you know just to have so many things come my way and and when i get myself into this state of gratitude this high state of love that that vibration And then the the hypersensitive state comes, that expanded awareness, then I can go and look at something that might be painful, that might be challenging, you know, that's part of my darkness, but I can look at it with the highest vibration and then I can bring that vibration up by my own influence. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, I I think I understand, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so that goes for ceremony specifically, but it also just goes for the entire healing process. And then again, like, I I think it's just great advice in our lives. You know, if we can always enter the darkness with the brightest light we have, then we're always going to have the best chance to find our way. And, And so... The process of journaling to uncover the roots is this way to know where do I need to look? You know, once I've got my, my flashlight on, you know, once I've got my love light on, then where do I shine it? What are the places that I need to take a good look at? And, and sometimes, you know, exactly what it's like or, or where to go. Um, and sometimes you don't. You have a ballpark. So, you know, you just do the best that you can, but having that opportunity to write and journal and think about it for a period of time, which is two, three weeks, it gives you that chance to like pick up little pieces here and there. You know, you start gathering little dots, little data points here and there. And then by the time you get to the, to the airport, where you're, this is like as real as it's gonna get, you're flying on a plane, you got a chance to read through all that. And then you can connect those dots and, and really start to see more of that picture. And then my best advice you know, would be to, to summarize. So you write that final preparation entry into your journal, which is the summary of the story of how you came to be the way that you are with regard to the parts of you that you want to change. And then that's your intention. You just wrote it, yeah. and now you've got fully articulated your true intention for being there, and that is your compass. That becomes your roadmap for when you enter into those expanded awareness states. You know where you need to go. Does all of that make sense?
0: Yes. Yeah. I, my I'm a chronic overthinker, and I, I've been my brain's been churning like crazy on it for. Yeah. And, and penning it down is absolutely, I mean, I've, I've put some of my intentions down, but I, I haven't like written journaling. It is something that I, I haven't gone into depth a lot of in my life. I somehow uh, I, I did. I believe this will be incredibly good for me. It's something I've always intended. Yeah. And I think this will be a lovely way to start.
1: You know, it doesn't have to be journaling. I, journaling to me is the obvious um, technique because we think in words. Yes. Um, but, you know, whatever works for you, it's really just about, to me, the journaling is one, of course, to help you remember. So you might come up with, with a thought, you know, and by writing it down two weeks from now, you, you might have forgotten it, but you wrote it down. And now you go back and you see it and now you're like, oh, yeah, that's that. That's right. You know, so that's an important element. But really, it's also about the motivation when you know that you're journaling. And that's why I have that that recommendation to set the date. You know, it's like, OK, it's started. You know, my preparation started. That's this added motivation to give your attention to it. And then, of course, the part that we haven't talked about yet, which is can I incorporate it into a daily practice? Now you're an overthinker. You just said, oh, yeah. so, you know, if I were to, if I were to select for you a daily practice, it would be meditation.
0: I've actually just started that recently. Beautiful. And, and, and like, it was a funny story. I called up my buddy the other day. I was like, Holy crap, Steve, <laughs> I, I did it. And it actually worked for the first time in my life where I actually meditated was calm. And like I did, I actually did the own thing. And I was like, Oh my God, it's about the vibration my, more than the sound. Like it's like in, when you feel that vibration in your chest, it's really actually very soothing, you know? And I was like breathing from the diaphragm and, and I was really relaxed and I like was actually stressed at the time with why when I first, when I did it, I sat down, I was like, okay, you're going to do this. Cause you got to calm down and get back to your work day. And man, like five minutes, it was like, it, and it, that was crazy because for me, cause I've, tried it before and it was calming but it was never as calming it was like never i don't know i feel like i was like i don't know something hit for a change and you know instead of it being like pretending to it it was doing it you know awesome if that makes sense definitely yeah.
1: well one of the beautiful things about knowing that you're going to do something like this is that it really kind of ups your game, you know, across the board, like you, you made the commitment, you know, you, you click the button, you book the flights, like it's, it's happening. And, and so when you make a commitment like that, you set in motion, a lot of little subtle changes, some of them unconscious, but they're all like responding to that commitment. You made a declaration to yourself and, and to the world that you are going to have a transformation, that you are going to now achieve this goal that you've set for yourself. And, and every cell in your body listens and mm-hmm. they all are responding in that way. And they've already been like gathering their strength and, and, and setting things up for you so that you will achieve this goal, so that you will be healed and, you know, and that's part of the job of, that I feel I have is like, I want to like contribute to that process. I want to further influence that so that you come into a conscious awareness of this setting up of this, all these pieces coming together, you know? And, um, and so like the fact that you had a positive experience from this daily practice that maybe you had struggled with before to me is evidence that, yep the pieces are coming together. You know, yes. um, I want to just touch one piece there. There's a, a, a lot of different techniques for meditation. So, you know, finding what works for you is definitely ideal, obviously. But, um, but, it, it, you know, I, I know for myself, like some types of meditation, I just didn't don't fly with me, you know, like, I, I tried it, Not not into it, you know. Um, And I say that because we'll be teaching a specific meditation technique on the retreat, and I think that it's I think that you'll like it um, because maybe for the same reason that I like it, and maybe I can understand like where you're at with the overthinking. And I'm going to come back to that in a second, but um, it's a meditation technique where your mind doesn't stop it, but but your mind has a, a specific focus and a specific purpose. And that's when I did that. I was like, oh, this is so great because I can never like get my mind to stop, but I can get it to do this, you know? Um, And and that to me translates wonderfully to what happens in a ceremony. Now, maybe this is something that you've experienced before as a self-professed overthinker have you ever been in an amazing experience and felt like you're missing it because you're too caught up in your thoughts? In fact, you might even be thinking about how you're missing it as you're missing it because you're too focused on your thoughts instead of giving the appropriate attention to the experience itself. Do you know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean. It. It's like, you're like, you're picking on me right there. I can think of so many things.
1: <laughs> I'm not trying I'm kidding, to do that. I'm, yeah. I'm relating to you. I, I no, know I how I I identify
0: that well. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's a good idea.
1: Well, I, um, I say that out of experience because it's something that I've like kicked myself for many times in ceremony, especially ceremonies are truly amazing experiences they are hard to describe, you know, they, they can get to a point where they're just, you know, like the most incredible dream you've ever had, except you're not asleep. And, and I have always wanted to narrate it, you know, like I've always, and I, you know, like I'll be like, Oh, and now the spirit's coming up to me and it's going to show me something. And I'll be like, shut up, dude. I'm, I'm here. You don't like, who are you narrating this to? Um, no one's listening. It's just you and me. Like, let's just shut up and watch what's happening. I got it. Like, I, I'm aware of what's happening, you know? Um, so I, I say that because it's not helpful <laughs> to yeah. narrate or to get caught in your thoughts. And you can miss out. Because the the just like anyone, um, if you were talking, like talking and talking and talking, then I would stop talking. You know, I would, I would stop interacting with you because you just keep talking. And what's the point? We're not having a conversation, you know? So I give up. I'm, I'm not going to share that story with you. I'm not going to share these gems I have with you um, because you're not really paying attention. And, and that's really what happens in that realm as well because your thoughts are how you, you talk. You know your thoughts. You, you, if you see a spirit and you want to communicate with the spirit, you communicate with your thoughts. And so, if you're just thinking and thinking and thinking, the spirits are like, dude, I, is this guy ever gonna like let me show him this bountiful splendor that I've got for him? You know, and and so you know you want to do your best to be able to just watch. And, and meditation can get you closer to that, but it's, it it is something where I, I still, to this day, I find myself um, going like this. And that's like, like, I don't want to be a dick to myself, you know, and say, shut up, but I just want, you know, like just calmly, like Mm -hmm. calm down, just watch just watch, you know? Um, and that can go a long way because sometimes, uh, sometimes an ayahuasca ex- experience doesn't feel exquisite. Sometimes it can feel frightening or overwhelming. And, um, and usually that's just because of our thoughts. I'm um, almost inevitably, it is just because of our thoughts. If we weren't thinking, then there's no such thing as overwhelming. You know it's overwhelming is like a decision we make and or or even having that fear is a decision that we make we might not make it consciously but it's all in the realm of thoughts and and a good example of that is like when you're home alone and you hear that sound and you know a minute later you're like sweating and your heart's racing and you're like looking for a baseball bat to kill the axe murderer that must be coming in through the door any minute now you know and and then of course you like get the courage to investigate and you're like oh it's a squirrel you know or like something that you know so totally oh non-threatening yeah <laughs> so that can happen in a ceremony too and I would say like that does happen in ceremonies not to, not to everyone I mean it's just like someone in the ceremony will have some something like that happen where they they interpret a, a sensation. They, they, they see something and, you know, they just jump to a conclusion and then they run with it and you can't run with a misinterpretation if you're not thinking, Yeah, you know, so if you can quiet your mind and just watch uh, and then you can, you can see when it's like appropriate to interact, you know, when you're quiet and someone comes over to you and says something and yeah, like you're ready to interact. But you need that quiet for that person to come over. And by person, I mean spirit. Um, So, yeah, that's some of my advice for like when you're on the retreat. Um, You know, another piece of advice is that you can communicate that ayahuasca is always listening. And so if you are going to be thinking, then think to ayahuasca. You know, think to the spirits, Uh, you know, if you can't stop your thinking, then at least think, thank you so much for doing all this. Like, you're incredible. I don't know how that you do it, but I in. I'm so honored to be in the presence and, you know, like, just throw a bunch of just blab to ayahuasca instead of blab to yourself, you know, because at least you're still keeping the communication and the interaction going, you know.
2: Nice
0: you uh, kind of imagine it like that scene in star wars where he goes into the, what's in there only what you take with you you know i'm like am i am, am i doing that? <laughs> that, that that's kind of my interpretation of what i imagine it anyway to be yeah. yeah
1: yeah well when it comes to the retreat honestly i mean i designed the retreat so maybe i'm a little bit biased but my advice is just just do the retreat you know um don't like bother to judge what you think about it you know just do it later if you want to look back on it and say yeah that was fucked up or like man that was like the worst idea i ever did or thank god i did that you know i thought that was not going to be fun but it turns out that it made a really big difference um that's what i think probably is the the common one because you know the retreat is some i i think some people think that we're like sadomasochists or something where we just you know want to punish people but um but, no, it is it is all by, like, very well thought out and, and very well designed, I would say, because we've been doing it for 12 years. Uh, it's a process for sure. And and the process has, like, an arc. Um, actually, it's more like a, a, what's the opposite of arc? Basin? Under, curve U? That shape. Slope. Yeah, downslope. Yeah, like, like that, you know, like from up, down, and then back up. Oh, yeah. Because, um, because you just don't know <laughs> how much shit you have. I think most people are surprised by the, the a level of darkness that they have been walking around with. and um, And so that's where the dip comes. You know, you, you get into that second ceremony where you've built up enough trust to say okay these people do actually know what they're doing and okay i am gonna like let go you know i'm gonna like open up enough and then that second ceremony you're like whoa this went uh this went deeper than i thought this went darker than i thought Uh, but then you you know you start processing that darkness you start getting rid of that darkness and then and then that third ceremony it starts to turn around and then you get into that fourth ceremony and now you're headed back up and then you get to that fifth ceremony, you're in a place that you never thought you could be in. Yeah. But it's certainly not linear in the sense yeah. that you don't just feel like you get better each day and each, each, each ceremony, it really um, has its ups and downs to say the least, which is why I say like, it's like cleaning your refrigerator, okay. you know, because you open the refrigerator and then you, you pull everything out You make a big mess. You gotta reach into the back and
0: (laughs) what the hell is this? (laughs) Yeah, get those nasty,
1: like rotten stuff that you've been trying to ignore. But now it's finally time and and you have to deal with its stankiness and and the, the sliminess. And but then you scrub it all down, then you go through all the stuff, you throw out a lot of it, you decide what still has value, and then you organize it. And and then when you're done, you're you're psyched. You know, it's such an accomplishment and you know that it'll be, that, that will function much better, you know, it'll function the way that you want it to. And that's like a metaphor for what the healing process looks like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really want that energy shift. I feel like I've been, uh, what's the word? Heavy, I guess, heavy for a yeah. long time. And that just, just feeling lighter, <laughs> the prospect yeah. of letting go a little bit just because I do, I'm 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 a, I'm one of those people who I'm very, I suffer in silence. I, I, I very work ethic kind of guy. I just move, move, move forward. Don't, don't look too much at the stuff. I know it's there. And like when I lay down at night, sometimes I, you know, I let my mind drift to it. I process things, but usually it's like, okay, it's time to rest later. you got a big day tomorrow. You know, it's like, when do you give yourself the time to feel everything, and it's okay, and it's, you know, it's safe, and you're not going to get judged by anybody for being a blubbering mess, or, or uh, yeah, just just feeling like you're, you need to shut down for for a bit, you know?
1: Yeah, that's that's what retreat means, right? Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's the beauty of having a flight away from your life to a remote location where no one knows you so no one can judge you based on any expectations and where everyone is there for the same purpose and they're all worried about the same you know feelings that you just expressed and and that too like takes a couple days to uh to kind of settle in, to be open enough to do that. Or some people are ready. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do is to get you as ready as possible. The The more you open up, obviously, the more you are open to possibilities and the potential for transformation. But um, there's one last detail that we didn't talk about, which I think is really beneficial for preparation. And it does seem like it's, uh, a good idea for you, and I hope that's not to be judgmental in any way. But um, spending time outside—have you been spending time outside?
0: Not nearly enough. I live in Michigan. It just like got warm. Yeah. So but I now, actually have-
1: no excuse now because it's going to be warm for the next week, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful outside. Yeah. Actually, I put out weed and feed the other day. I'm doing the whole like, you know, town, you know, town guy. I'm kind of taking care of my lawn, waving at the neighbor, you know, there you go. out the underneath the bushes and everything, getting allergies <laughs> from all the dust and pollen, all kinds of fun stuff, getting rid of the dandelions, which I actually heard were like, uh, there was really like good
1: for rivers. your soil.
0: Yeah. They're actually supposedly good for your And I was like, why are we killing these? And my life, my daughter likes like taking them and blowing the things and everything, but yeah, they do kind of crowd things out. I can see, you know, I like a pretty lawn. I don't know. It's a catch 22.
1: <laughs> Working in your lawn is one thing for sure. And I'm all for that. Like cultivation, um, is a, is a definitely like a, a form of interaction without, without a doubt. But, um, but if it's possible on the weekends, maybe to try to get away from anything cultivated, you know, to find a forest, to find a place where you can hike in, where there's no cars, where there's no man-made objects, where you know, where it's just pure nature, energy, nature, sound, um, you know, nature or forest really, because we're all nature, but um, but forests are in a constant state of healing in a constant state of repair and a constant state of growth in a constant state of decay and mm-hmm. letting go and transformation. You know, all of those energies are uh, embodied in the healing process and embodied in life, of course. But by putting yourself in that and immersing yourself in that environment, it, it does help to... You, you absorb that energy, you know, it, it helps to remind you, one, that you are a part of nature and that is actually what you're made of also. And that those processes are all part of your natural functions as well. That part of like transformation, decay and change and growth and healing and repair and maintenance. So um, I think that's a, a helpful idea. And then if you're, if you do find yourself in the forest, then then you might want to try what meditation feels like in the forest. Yeah. And then after Sounds you fun. meditate in the forest, then you might want to see what comes out in a journal entry.
0: Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's one reason that this is so, this is a very out of my comfort zone thing to do because I'm very not, I'm not very outdoorsy. I, I, I don't know that I told you that. I, like, golf is in and going to the beach or my outdoorsy things and and working in the yard i occasionally go on a hike like a friend would be like hey come on a hike i'm like okay i'll bring the backpack i'll get my water and everything and that but i'm not really uh go into the woods and just hang out kind of guy though i have done it on occasion just just to do it it was i think it was like being a kid like i had the Allergies to poison ivy, poison oak, poison sumac. I grew up in Texas, so there's like poisonous snakes everywhere, poisonous spiders. <laughs> You're just like, damn it! <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah. So uh, this will be good though, because it's like, yeah, it's it is outside of my comfort gro- zone, and it's about growth, you know, and yeah.
1: Oh man, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. Yeah. You know uh, I what I was hearing is that that you from a young age, came to adopt a perspective that nature was out to get you?
0: A little bit, (laughs) a little bit. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I I would jump into, I've I've been, I I occasionally like would go jump out in the lake in the middle of the night with friends. And, you know, I I would do that, but it'd always be with people. I was never uh, by myself voluntarily doing this just for me kind of person, you know? Yeah. Well,
1: to cover those bases, you know, go for a hike, wear pants, you know, wear long socks, wear good hiking boots, you know, like make sure that you're like protected when you come home, just take them off right away, you know, take a shower, do whatever you need to do. But it's not so much, you know, about the plants themselves as really like the recognition of the beauty of it. And you can yeah. do that in your, in your yard too. You can do that with the, with a dandelion, you yeah. know, to like really take a look at it. I, um, I, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter and together, like we're always having these conversations. She asks me all of these questions, you know, and, and honestly, most of the time my answer is magic because i don't know how it happens like you know she'll say like how does a tree grow from a seed and you're like Phew. I have no idea. It's amazing. Right. Like it's the most incredible thing. Like why are Orioles orange? Cardinals are red and blue Jays are blue. Like, fuck, I don't know, man. It's like, Magic. You know, I don't know. Like it's crazy. How do hummingbirds fly from Massachusetts down to Florida? They're so small, you know, like every question she has, like, I have no idea. And I love that. I don't know. And, and we're like, we're just walking mysteries. You know, we're, we're miracles we can't figure out 99.9% of our lives are just a, a mystery mm-hmm. and, and I think that nature like kind of conjures that it helps to remind us of that and and when we bring that into a healing process to you know a big part of a healing process is always to recognize the divinity you know, recognize our divinity. But another way f- of saying divinity is really like this magical mystery. And um, and it's a reality. And we see it more, I think, when we look at nature. And then hopefully we can reflect that if it's in the dandelion, then it's in me too, because I'm part of this planet as well. And, and then that can if that becomes a core belief, then what grows from that belief is, is always positive.
0: Yeah, I totally identify. I mean, like I I get that a little bit from, you know, sunsets and, and, you know, watching the stars and the clouds. I used to like laying on a trampoline. I grew up on 56 acres in the middle East Texas. So I'd go outside in the dark and just look up at the stars at night and just hang out by myself there. That was, that was one of my big kind of, Meditating things when I get, and you just feel small and feel like the universe is this massive place and you're just tiny little speck that's in time, and it puts everything in perspective and it's very calming
1: totally yeah hard to get too worked up about whatever you were worried about when you realize that you're literally like a quark inside an electron or something, you know yeah on a macro scale,
0: yeah, absolutely just a blink of an eye yeah but so much meaning in a blink of an eye too by the same token you know it's like you know this this blink of an eye knows itself this vast thing that was my life and i have this recording of it in my head and like this journey it's magic but at the same time it's whenever you get overwhelmed god that's that's such a relief and like another one i like is like just jumping in in the water like in a and in, in, in a beach when you just go under the water and you hear the rushing sounds of the water and the waves and everything you just hold your breath and swim and stay underneath and it's that's awesome that's a, i've always loved just staying under the water too long <laughs> nice yeah
1: beautiful uh bo do you have any questions is there anything i can help you to better understand or have a better idea about regarding any aspect of Travel logistics or the retreat itself. Hmm.
0: Well, I I've, I've thought about it a whole lot, but frankly, like as far as questions go, I I, I, I remember seeing that with you. Where, where are we like going to be taking hikes and stuff? I, I saw the word hike on there. It's like it's, so we're going to be like walking in the jungle and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm excited. There's, yeah.
1: There's like, I'd say there's three levels of jungle. There's probably four, but there's three that I would ever recommend. And, um, you know, so you're going into Iquitos Peru. If you look at a map, Iquitos is right in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. So you're in the jungle, but you're also in a city of half a million people, you okay. know, so you're not really wow. in the jungle. I didn't
0: realize it was that big.
1: Yeah. Right. And no road connects to Iquitos. Like how do they all get there? Wow. Um, but then you go, you know, you take a bus for an hour and then you take a boat for an hour and a half, like two and a half hours. You go into the Alpa Wyoming, Shana National Reserve. That's 130,000 acres and our centers right in the middle of that reserve. Now you're like definitely in the jungle. And that is really like the jungle. You look out, you know, there's trees all around. But you're in a lodge, you know. It's almost like a hotel. You've got yes. your own room with your own bathroom. You know, walk around. It's very comfortable, safe. You're not, like, worried that anything's going to, you know, get you or something. Yes. But you're definitely in a jungle. You know, you, you walk out the door of your room. You're overlooking the beautiful Nanai River. But then you take a hike and you hike in on a trail and then you're in like the jungle 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 like the the third jungle to the third degree because that's when it's like as real as it gets you are definitely in the jungle at that point and it's a i mean it's kind of a once in a lifetime experience obviously for me it's not but but for most people it's a once in a lifetime experience and it's it's incredible Um, first time
0: i've ever been to a jungle so it'll be really cool for me yeah
1: So I was going to say there's still the fourth degree where you walk off the trail. Don't do that. (laughs) That's a, that's a level of jungle. I don't recommend to anybody
0: that's a big nope for me
1: <laughs> yeah you were talking about like your yeah. hay fever like yeah you, you would not survive very long in, the, yeah. in that yeah. well but uh, even on that hike you're with the, our staff um you know our two assistants grew up in that community uh there's a community the mishana community there's 100 people that have lived there for over 100 years and uh, well not that 100 people but like yeah. gen- generations of people have lived there and um uh, it's pretty cool, also, to see them, and and they definitely put some pressure on you. You know, like, okay, this like eight year old's barefoot walking down the trail. I think I can, uh, I think I gotta muster up a little courage here.
0: Well, my three foot long socks <laughs> that <Right>. are <laughs> just pouring.
1: Sweat.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> But that no. river
1: is gorgeous to swim into. Most really? people really enjoy to swim in that river. And again, it's also helpful that kids from the community are swimming in it every day. So you're like, okay, they're not getting attacked by piranhas. I think I can Thank brave you for this. That.
0: Yeah. I, the, you actually said the B word. I was like, I don't know. Do I want to say that? Cause you know, you get the, the whole, like the TV you, TV teaches you that, Oh my God, you're going to jump in the water in the Amazon. You're going to come up like, you know, Daffy duck with you know, just a head. You
1: know. uh, oh man. <laughs> there was um, a documentary about some creature that would like swim up your pee hole of your penis
0: oh my god i know what this is
1: it's amazing how famous that thing was like the the person who made that that direct uh that documentary was like genius because he made like the, the most unforgettable documentary so many people have asked me about that like so many people um it's i've never heard of it nobody's ever heard of it Like, I don't know, it must be the most (laughs) rarest, like, had to find it in the most remote little piece of river somewhere in the jungle or something. No one's ever heard of that. Like, okay, like the most ridiculous thing. But yeah. It's
0: brought up in like an episode of The Venture Brothers I Love. uh, (laughs) So just that episode was going through my head just then.
1: It's amazing how many times people have asked that question. It's Mm -hmm. like one of the most common questions. The piranha first, though. Are there piranha? Yes, actually, there are definitely piranha. You can go fishing. You might choose to go fishing during the retreat and catch a piranha. They're definitely piranha, but piranhas don't just like randomly swim around biting people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're not like that. (laughs)
0: Like a frenzy of Yeah, they're always shown like this massive frenzy, a frenzy of like this giant school or just. Well, we're
1: similar age. I think you're a little bit young, but the movie Piranha. That was like a crazy movie. It was like a summer camp or something. And piranhas like ate all the counselors and the kids.
0: (laughs) Why'd they keep getting in the water? (laughs) That's
1: a great question.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Let's see. My wife always tells me I would not, I would not be good in a a horror movie because I just wouldn't do the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I'd be starting and do see you guys. Uh, I'd be the guy that left.
1: (laughs) The most dangerous creatures, to be totally honest, are bullet ants and fire ants. And and fire ants, not so much because fire ants are very territorial. So they're not like wandering. You know, you never like come across some random fire ant. But bullet ants do wander. They don't have like a, a territory. They don't live on a specific plant. So they will like a bullet ant might wander around and because it's an ant, it might like wander into your room or it might wander like onto the, the dinner table or, you know, it, it, it's an ant. It's like, you know, it can get everywhere and, and fuck those man bullet ants. They, they pack a punch with their bite for sure, but it's still an ant. You know, I'm yeah. saying, I'm, I'm not saying like to yeah. be scared. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. that's the lead. That's like literally the most dangerous thing that you'll encounter is, is
0: nice. an ant. Yeah. I, I had, thing. I have a snake thing too. And I was like, anacondas are huge. I have watched a couple of videos since I found out about this. I was like, that's okay. They're, they're huggers. You can run away from a hugger, right?
1: Totally. <laughs> no, you totally can Although they totally bite. That's like ridiculous yeah. to think that they aren't going to bite you. But yeah. um, they just don't kill you with their yeah. bite that's not quite the same <laughs> like, still wow. you don't, you don't get, hold still for that I like, I, I, i'm pretty yeah. sure i don't <laughs> want to get bitten by a snake whether or not it's going to kill me isn't yeah, really my determination for whether or not i want to get bitten but there's no anaconda man. Nice. like there, there's snakes I mean, it's, it's the jungle for sure but uh-huh. not that you're gonna have a snake come up to you or something there are there are snakes around, but um, very very rare to see one.
0: Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, even if I saw one, I wouldn't wouldn't really freak out. I did grow up in Texas. I had to deal with them.
1: So Most yeah. people take out their phone and try to take a picture. That's like the common response. People don't. We live in such a safe world. It's almost like to our detriment. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're so like used to nothing harming us.
0: Yes. That the most intense thing that you experience in a day is a shitty email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, God, this stupid email ruined my day. Yeah, no, it's it's perspective, right? That's I, I often do, and I work from home, so like getting out and about, just in general, to me lately, especially since they'll, you know, yeah, the the thing where everybody's been locked away, it's been worse. It, you know, it's, I do, usually I like to go out on the weekends and stuff. Yeah, I was, you know, on hiatus for a little while, but this is going to be awesome. I'm, I am I ex- am super excited I, and I'm, yeah. And I, I don't have any fear about it. I feel very, very at peace like this is meant for me, you know? And, Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. I agree 100%. Well, Bo, that is a great attitude to have.
1: Um, I'm going to be your point of contact until you arrive in Iquitos. Um, there is a private Facebook group. Are you on Facebook?
0: Yeah, I, I did actually get on that. Yeah.
1: And did That's you the, send me like a friend request?
0: Yeah. yeah okay. I did. And, and we're, already, we're already connected. And I've been actually going through reading all your articles and stuff. I probably read about 10 or 12.
1: Awesome. Cool. Uh,
0: little interviews and stuff.
1: I'll add you to that group um, and everybody, I have everyone's flight information. So I'll post that in that group and everybody can start to see who each other is so that when you meet in person, you'll be like, oh, hey, finally we get to meet. Um, So over the next two weeks or so, we'll have a little bit of communication and chat. Hopefully some people will introduce themselves to each other on that group. Um, But any questions or concerns still send to me via email. Um, Nick and, and Amber, who are the facilitators at the retreat center, they have another retreat starting this Sunday. So so they'll be busy, you know, during that time. But then once they get out of the jungle, they'll pop on that group as well to make sure that you have met them and understand that things will get handed over to them when you arrive. So you'll be picked up at the Iquitos airport and brought to that hotel. The reservation's all set. Everything's good to go. And um, and then there'll be a meeting on that Saturday at 4 p.m. where you'll meet Nick and Amber for the first time and go over the itinerary before the group leaves at 10 a.m. the next day, the first day of the retreat.
0: Nice. So we're going to have a nice fresh day of sleep. That's that's good. That's Saturday. Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
1: And that's a great hotel. Really nice, like comfortable hotel.
0: Yeah. I I, I'm just excited about being out and about. I've only left the country to Canada and Mexico. So this will be, this will be cool. Very, very cool.
1: This is a little bit
0: different. Yeah. That's the exciting part. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's going to be a really great experience for you.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all the time and effort and God, just making, make you work so hard to make us all cozy about this, man. You really do like all your emails. I can't appreciate that enough because if I was dealing with my mom being hysterical, this would have been much more difficult. And, you know, my, my wife is like encouraging me, yes, do this, do the thing, you know, Uh, and yeah, everybody's asking me about it. Are you really going? Yeah. Yeah really good one. And then I'm getting them to watch the down to earth episodes. So there you're getting just from my little, little hometown, you're getting a little bit of pre exposure. So, uh, yeah. And hopefully, you know, that's one of the main things I hope to help with is, is to make people feel really cozy about this idea. And, and, you know, if it, if, if it's something that resonates with them, you know, that they'll be willing, more willing to pursue it.
1: You, know? you said you hit it hit the nail on the head with that if it resonates you know that's what it really comes down to and i i love to see more and more of this movement happening where the that vibration is like getting higher and higher to resonate with more and more people so hopefully we'll see like a real turning away from the pharmaceutical industry towards nature and towards our own empowerment and consciousness and you know I, i'm seeing it and i'm, I'm loving it all nice All right, Bo. Thanks so much, man. Um, Like I said, I'm your point of contact. So shoot me an email anytime, but I hope that you have a wonderful experience. I know it's going to be a transformative one.
0: Thank you again. Can't say thank you enough.
1: Yeah, no worries. Did you want to jump in, Brandon?
2: I was just going to close it out. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Uh, Again, guys, part one. Check all the ways to find the Ayahuasca Foundation as well as Bo Shafnowski. If you need any production needs done, check out Bo's stuff. Uh, He's great. Go see the website. Uh, So all the stuff's linked in show notes. You all know how that works. But... um, guys thank you so much uh bo thank you again for your bravery carlos thank you for your patience and the walkthrough and just your warmth man this is great this is the guy you know you are the guy and you have the place so i couldn't uh, imagine anyone uh, better i'm my wife and i are already uh, looking at your shit we're probably going to end up coming down there and seeing you too so uh guys we'll see you for part two bo love you brother thank you so much carlos thanks again man.
0: thank
1: you great to do it
2: just such a cool thing uh, that Bo's doing, number one, and incredibly grateful for Carlos for uh, participating in this as well. This is a huge deal uh, for Bo, and this just was a massive deal for all of us to be able to come on this journey with him. So again, guys, this is going to be part one. All the ways to find both of these gentlemen is located down in the show notes, so you guys make sure that you check that out, and throw Bo some love and support, and just even like a little nice message. Hey, we're behind you, or hey, can't wait to see how it works. You know, any anything, you just go with what you feel. If that aligns, go for it. But anyway located down in the show notes how to find those guys. So i really looking forward to part two, and make sure you stick around after this uh, message here. You may notice there's a little bit of time left uh, in the play of this episode, and that is because I'm incorporating the last little bit after we you know, officially wrap the conversation. A lot was said, and it's wonderful. So I'm going to include that as well right after this message. Let's just talk about the resource links that you guys should check out if you feel called to do so as well. Food Forest Abundance located down there. Awesome, awesome family. I love those people. Jim Gale, keep doing what you're doing because you're changing the world, brother. Uh, Libson, if you guys would like to start your own podcast, I highly encourage anybody who has the bug, go ahead and scratch that itch and start your own podcast. It's just the coolest damn thing I've ever done. So why wouldn't I recommend it, right? Also, Amazon, if you're going to feed that beast, run it through our link. It helps the show. Uh, Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support, all of those guys are absolutely fantastic. Lester, again, you are changing the world, my friend, so keep doing it. Uh, And anything Expanding Reality, guys, you can find it at expandingrealitypodcast.com. That link is located in the show notes as well. And that's going to be where all the socials, all the lives are replayed there, uh, the Too Hot for YouTube stuff all the collaborations if you'd like to become an expansive insider and help the show that would be a wonderful way to do it Um, there's also just a way to donate if you guys would like to do that as well random acts of kindness it's down in the show notes and i'm truly truly grateful for all the love and support guys So um, go out into this beautiful place, ayahuasca or not, and y'all pick up a piece of litter. Go ahead and get out of the left-hand lane because that's a huge pain in the ass. Uh, Just smile at everybody that you come across. Just a simple, warm facial expression will change the day of someone, and y'all know this. Uh, Also, if you want to step it up a notch, go ahead and buy a meal or a coffee or something small like that for somebody in line around you or something like that when you're in an establishment. That goes a massive way. Above all and anything else, guys, go out into this beautiful place on all of your journeys, respectively, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time.
0: I I hope it's okay that I talked about like all the... The going into the, the anacondas and the, I'm glad you brought up the piranhas because I was like, is that really as bad as they make it out to be? Uh, I was like, well, I see pictures, people in the pictures that are actually in the water. I'm like, so they must not be worried.
2: Uh. <laughs> it's like piranhas and quicksand. We were lied to. We we were told that those things would be right? much more of an issue as an adult. You know, going through life, piranhas That's and quicksand. True. Yeah, and I've yet to see uh, fucking quicksand's one. like nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah, it just we
0: eradicated I, I,
1: it. I was there, you know, just a few weeks ago and um, the water was very high. And when the water is very high, dolphins come up uh, right up right. to where the center is. So I'm not sure, you know, where the levels will be at when, by the time you get down there, but it's totally possible. If not right out in front of the center, like on the way there, that boat ride out is awesome, man. It's such a yeah. cool, such a cool boat ride. Cause you take a bus, like, to the end of civilization, really, and then you get on a boat and you leave, like, civilization behind and you enter into the, the National Reserve. So it's just like you're on a boat in the jungle. You know, there's you're not passing nice. by, like, anything except jungle. And um, and so, you know, whatever, just soak it all That's in. So but cool. you might see some dolphins on the way there.
0: It's nice. the pink kind, right?
1: Some of them are pink, yeah. Those are the okay. more famous ones, but they're much more rare.
0: Oh, okay. I thought that was just like the breed that was down there. Okay. Yeah,
1: Things there's two two kinds of dolphins. Um also the 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 pink ones, uh, I I think it's just the male that's like bright pink. The female's only pink on its belly and you wouldn't ah. normally see it. But whatever, a dolphin's a dolphin. If you're in the yeah. in the middle of the jungle so and you see cool. a dolphin,
0: Fuck yeah. that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. This
2: is so awesome. Oh.
0: Totally. Uh, I I'm ready. I just getting through the next like two weeks of actual like day job is just going to (laughs) be like, uh day job.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you could check End out mentally because you could do that shit automatic. So, you do you know, just start your meditation yes. start your, you know, you have a lot more to kind of, and I love this too because you've already been doing a ton and I knew you'd read every period. You know, he's probably got a couple typos picked out for you, Carlos. He reads, <laughs> stuff, he reads stuff like that and so I knew you would take it this way and so it's wonderful though to get the stuff you've already been working on and then just uh, level up on it. You know, and now you have a fine-tuned way to kind of hone it a little bit better and I mean, this was awesome. I didn't get this kind to prep they just say here drink this like don't talk to anybody i'm like okay uh-huh. and that was it and so no dieta no nothing so you're having the a you experience talk. uh it, well and i didn't find that out until i was fucked up and already uh, and wanting to talk to people and he was like no 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 shh, save yeah. it for after ceremony i was like okay so yeah
0: yeah i was actually kind of curious about that if there's a how many there's 20 people in the group no there's nine. nine. Oh, it's a way smaller group than i thought it was going to be okay
1: actually yeah. somebody canceled uh, today. So it's just, it's eight right now. It might be, it it will probably still end up being nine.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah. I imagine you have probably pretty long waiting list. I saw you were booked up all pretty much all through the rest of the year.
1: Yep. We are actually, but you know, when someone cancels, it's always (laughs) right at the, right at the the moment of truth. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we'll see if someone, I I do think someone will take their spot, but, um, we'll find out. It'll either be eight or nine that's usually i mean it's usually between eight and 12 is our max but it's rare that we get to 12 we have eight rooms and they're all double rooms so they can be shared but only if you're traveling with someone and so it's rare that like four couples are traveling on a program That's a good point so it's like i think we've had 12 once usually nine or ten is like really the number
0: I'm curious, like, is it good to be with somebody, you know, because like, I would think that like p- having the isolation and being with yourself might be the more effective path. I just imagine it that way. I would think first. Uh, that's right. my
1: recommendation. But, um, first. you know, it is what it is. Some people, it, you know, everyone's dynamic is different. Some Sometimes, like, I think that on your program, it's uh, two friends. So mm-hmm. they're not like in an intimate relationship. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and, and so they're, you know, just two friends kind of, it's kind of like being on your own, but what I have noticed and it's almost every time is when you're with someone else, you talk to them like 90% of the time, and yeah. then you talk to everyone else, 10% of the time. And so you're really kind of missing out.
0: Yeah. Just on yourself off.
1: Yeah. Right. Like, yep. because a big part of it, and man, that's like part of that magic that I marvel at every time, like this person who canceled they weren't supposed to be on that retreat. Yep. there yeah. and they canceled because they didn't realize that their passport was going to expire and if it's going to expire within 6 months of when you travel, they won't let you travel, which wow. is, is some crazy like international travel law. So like if your passport's going to expire in August even though you're traveling in June, they won't let you f- travel. Stupid.
2: I don't know yeah. who came up with that. I want to
1: passport
0: it. now. Well, it's money, dude.
1: I, that's in big yellow letter. Like I, I highlighted that. Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure it's 2025. But in my email. Now i freak it out because, of course, of course, if there's something, it's to fine. Be no, you're meant, you're meant to do uh, this. You would have checked you and I put have, it I like in big,
1: like letters yeah. with the yellow highlighted in the email, like to yeah. make sure.
0: And you're meant to go, but yeah,
2: I agree. Yeah. No, you're good. But she,
1: but, but the point I was trying to make was that she wasn't supposed to be in this group. Like I, you know, the universe, like is tinkering a little bit with like how it's supposed to be with the energies or however you want to look at, but it happens all the time. And then what else happens is like, there will be someone on that group who will help you in a way that, you know, you'll marvel at and there'll be a participant but they will like understand where you're coming from or they'll relate to you on a level that, that we just can't like that. Our staff can't, can't equal. And, you know, and you'll see it, like you see it every time. It's super cool. Like how the, how the group dynamics just kind of work and, and, and the groups are so different, you know, like they, I don't know, it's just like a, like a magic process. It nice. shows you that there's there's more going on than oh, yeah, than we every think, time you know?
0: every time, yeah, yeah. I was gonna uh, my buddy and I uh, that I was like talking to about the meditation, He was the one that I did shrooms with when I was in college. and we we I had always done stuff with him. And I was like, "We, I'm going to do this. You want to come? And then we, we started looking into it. And he was like, oh, well, maybe next year, right? And then I saw that May opened, a slot opened up in May. And I've just been going through so much shit. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I got to go. I'm, I'm just doing this. Are you cool? And he's like, yeah, man, go for it. Go for it. I was like, okay. Was yeah, like, and That,
2: that then, was when your life changed, was when you clicked that uh-huh. uh, yes button, you know? And because I I saw it in you, our conversations changed, your light changed. I could see the dying off of your ego, you know, the struggling to stay there. And that's part of this process. You will mourn the old self because you're not going to be the same thing. So kind of keep that in mind, too. But it's all great. It's all great. That's what that resistance is. It's the old you that's been in survival mode this entire time trying to cling on to life. The way that I integrated it was I just had a conversation with that part of myself. You don't ever banish that, right? And this is what shadow work is. And I just basically had a conversation that said, hey, look, dude, you did great. Like, you can take a break. You know, you got us this far. I'm grateful for you. Just hop in the back seat, take a nap. I'm going to drive for a little while. And I promise you're going to love it. You can listen to whatever music you want. And it was kind of this kind of conversation. And so he's still there. Every now and then he'll wake up and bitch about where we're going. But... I just let him say his thing and turn the, turn the music up a little bit and know that this is the right direction. So it's this integration of that side, but it's this conversation. So that's kind of, I saw you go through it. You've already kind of been, that ego has been hanging on and you've been slightly second guessing, but you've had this bigger part of you that I'm so proud to see, brother, that has always come back and said, nope, but I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And even through all the fear, all the doubt, everything, because you went through that and you have to, you just have to. That's that ego dying. That's that thing going, hang on, I don't want to go anywhere. You're taking over. You're taking the wheel. That's what this is.
0: Yeah, I, I worry that, I've, and, and I hate saying things like, but I, when I think about this, I go I go to myself and I'm like, now don't put so much pressure on yourself that you have to work out everything you've ever had in your whole life during this 10 days, right? Uh, I, I'm talking myself through this. Because like, uh, I've been, I know in a lot of ways, like my intentions, when you were talking about writing down your intentions, Carlos, like my intentions are to make help me make some really hard decisions right now. Like, and like, yeah. And, and like, God, I've been feeling so physically like ill with like worry and stress with what's going on in my life. I just, if, if there wasn't some relief in store and I, and I'm putting so much a hype and like, and like hope and faith, you know, into this action, you know, this, because I do, I want to change. I want to let go. I want to, Transform into more of what the best of me is, and, and with with clarity and intention of purpose. You know, or this I feel like I I I'm very wishy-washy in my head. I'm always I'm a people pleaser, and so if you're I surround myself with people that I'm constantly trying to please instead of working out my own shit and, <laughs> and figure out how I'm I'm going to be the best version of myself in relation to other people more often than I work on it in relation to just for me, you know, and I, 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 and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, but I've been modulating myself for like, you know, my dad, when I was a kid and, you know, my wife, when I'm an adult, then, and then, you know, and now I have my little girl and I just want to be like this, I want to be an inspiring figure that can provide, and I already am like an inspiring figure that provides a lot of comfort and joy to her. But I, I want to not be an example of what not to do. You know, I don't want to be like, I feel like my father was in a lot of ways. I felt like he was a lot of examples of how I didn't want to be. And that's a shitty way to feel about your dad that tried so hard for you. And the best way he knew how, but I I think about that you know when I pass, I don't want my daughter to look at me the way I work look at him. You know, and he's like I feel like that I don't know and I, that's a lot of judgment. I that's a lot of thing a lot of the shit I gotta let go too is the judgment. You don't want to judge people that you love, you know that you, that's none that's not my place, you know. No, anyway, I'm, I'm oversharing. Not at all. <laughs> I, I do that. You uh, did all of it. Being part of that
1: process, you yep. know, yep. sorting that shit out. That's what I like. You know, I, I don't want to like beat it down, but like, that's the kind of stuff that I think collecting, you know, like that's the purpose of the journaling, like collecting those thoughts so that you have this collection of it. And, and then even if, even if like everything that you just said, if that was a little story, which is, it is your story, you know, it's a part of your story by the, if you wrote that down today and then you read it two weeks from now, you would already want to rewrite it and you haven't yeah. even done the retreat, you know, and yeah. that's, that's really like what the retreat is, is like this, this brilliant opportunity to rewrite our stories so that we're not the person who teaches by example of what not to do. Yes. That we rewrite our story so that we are the person that inspires people through our own behavior and our own way of being, you know, and that's how we write it. And when we truly believe that we're writing our story, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it is our story. It is who we are. It is the true definition of what we are. And you know that, that's happening right now. And that's what this preparation process looks like. But then collecting all of that so that you know the story that you're trying to rewrite becomes this huge advantage. And yeah, you can keep it in your head. It's just easier to have it where you can literally like work with it. And I'll give you a heads up too, like what the integration, cause you read my article, like the integration process is like taking that story and literally like reworking it, you know, like typing it, transcribing it from your journal into a document and literally like writing the way that you want it to be expanding on it, taking the insights from the lessons you learned on your experiences and expanding out on them and for you it'll be like in your in your zone which i'm i'm taking to be like video editing like to tell your story that way yeah brilliant you know like to have a a platform you know an artistic expressive platform to do that Yeah, you know i'm always like encouraging people to do that and you know nowadays like we tell stories but we're all we're all like visual now in, in the way yeah. that we tell our stories and yeah I love that like that's
0: yeah I'm gonna do a lot of TikToks on this first on this next two weeks I just got all my equipment sorted out I got everything planned so I'm going to literally talk about you know 8 a.m. this is what I, or you know 6 a.m. is what I'm gonna start waking up at go at 6 a.m. I'm gonna spend quiet time I'm gonna have my coffee. And I'm putting cream. I'm, you know, I put the artificial sweet stuff in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do milk. <laughs> you know, and switching, switching up my diet. I'm, I'm gonna talk about you know going to plant based, and I'm gonna do fish and chicken still. Uh, and I've been exercising more. I've actually down to 297 pounds from uh, 200, or sorry, 197 pounds from 210. Uh, so I've already lost like 13 pounds in the last two and a half months from just changing my habits. I gave up alcohol, like I told you, like what, six months ago, it'll be, uh, soon. And yeah, so it just, it's an intense sobriety, intense, like not avoiding what's in myself in, uh, an intense change and just giving up the things about myself that, I think disassociate from being present, I guess. And, and, and just, yeah, it's the, the avoidance, the the self avoidance stuff that, you know, you, people just have learned to do in our culture. You know, you're like, Oh, I'm going to dive into, I've just got off work. So of course I'm going to turn on the TV. And so I don't have to think. And, you know, I, you know, all the things that everybody does. It, it, it's yeah. all natural and and it's fine. I'm not criticizing. I do it. I've literally done it for 41 years. I cannot criticize. You know. Yeah, <sighs> but I'd argue I with know, the natural part, but it
2: is a it is a habit that this system has uh, encouraged. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything natural yeah.
0: about it. your point I didn't know (laughs) just a rephrasing (laughs) it's natural nowadays that people do that with the structure of things I know what you meant it's the the framework the whole Netflix and chill thing it's like uh, it's so common that everybody knows what the hell we're talking about because of course that's how you know it's horseshit
2: it's because it's so common yeah yeah that tide is definitely shifting just like when you said I gave up alcohol you didn't give up anything you left something behind that encouraged you to give up on yourself yeah and so yeah
0: Fuck yes! this is like just what ayahuasca does by was. the way your Giant mind will just think that way for me
2: it's it's awesome awesome absolutely awesome well i love the shit out of both of you guys thank you so much uh carlos i was gonna ask i'm starting yeah. to set up Yo, let me
1: tell this us. story real quick it's just one minute but i, oh, you know, I cut my hair up on you. and i said there's a story behind i want to know it yeah. yeah i was gonna ask you about so it. um yeah so Nick uh, Nick Lewis is the manager at Riospo at the center you're going to. You know, he's gonna become your point of contact as soon as you arrive in Iquitos and he's gonna be there every day you know guiding your process he's he's going to be working with amber but nick's i've known nick since he came to do a retreat in 2011 we've been friends for whatever that is 11 years and he's been working with me for the last four years we live in the same house together i mean he's like my best friend and uh and he's moving on that will your program will be his last program Wow. And he's going to come up to New York and um, and work at a center started by former facilitators and students of ours who started their own church in upstate New York and run ayahuasca retreats in New York. And um, they just do little weekend retreats, but they're awesome. He's a fantastic musician, which you'll see. And um, and so he's going to like join their their team there. And I'm super happy for him. But he didn't give me a lot of notice and I've got to like replace him quickly. And he's not an easy person to replace, which you'll easily see. Like that position is not an easy position to fill. Um, And so I figured out like how to, to sort it out. And, and by, um, by March next year, I will have like a permanent replacement, but that will go through like, bringing back some facilitators and like juggling some time and, and eventually it will get to like a new uh, permanent facilitation team. But January I'm leading the January four week course. And I haven't led a program since my wife got pregnant in 2013. So um, 2013 was the last time that I led a program and I'm leading one now. And nice. And I like know that this is exactly what I'm supposed to do, you know. And I didn't decide to do it; it was decided for me. But then I recognized that I am deciding to do it. You know, I did decide Every to do time. it, obviously, but but um, I saw the signs, I guess. And and um, and so me cutting my hair was like a acknowledgement that I'm about to like level up my own life and my own career and you know i've been talking for years about the work that we do but now i'm gonna like walk that walk again and i'm gonna like up my game and come uh, august and september and after this after i lead this program man
2: wait till you hear what i'm gonna have to say then you know so that's that's the ones we want to sign up for congratulations dude by the way that's fucking amazing what a beautiful story thanks man God, condolences so, yeah, on that, your shift. That's rough. You know, that's the only constant, right? That's the only thing that's permanent is change. Yeah, for sure.
1: No, I already know that our programs are going to be like way better. Not, not, I mean, I love Nick, but like, that's what happens when change occurs. You know, it's introspection. It's an opportunity
0: yeah. to to develop. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, we've been around for twelve years, and and we've lost teams, or teams have moved on, and um, and it always gets better. Because we continue to up our game, you know, our, our, our organization continues to rise as a result of those people. But then when a new person comes in, they come in at that level. Mm -hmm. And so that's like the base for them. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, well, I can make it better, you know, and they figure out how to make it better. Meanwhile, like the person that brought it to that level was like, dude, this is as good as it gets, you know? So it takes like a transformation to keep leveling up. and, And that level up includes for me, like this is like a necessary transformation for me to recognize just how high we've gotten ourselves so that I can see like, what's next, you know, so I can have that vision again, but also so that I can improve my language and like talk about this and describe it better.
0: Yeah. How long, so you haven't done it in a while. If, if, how often do you go to Peru then?
1: I'm no, I haven't led a program. Led. So yeah. oh, okay. I, I was there in April. And so in April I met a group of students that I brought to our eight week course and started that eight week course. Then I left that course in the hands of the facilitators and then I came back to Iquitos I met another group for our four-week course out at the center you're going to and I went out with them to that center and then I left them there with Nick and Amber and then I came back Mm -hmm. took care of like some admin shit and stuff like that and then I came home and so but it's
0: not like you get to be the actual like facilitating healer that's and, right and active developer of other people and yeah. that's right
1: last year i did a 10-day retreat your retreat um because that's the first it, it was the first 10-day retreat last july um it used to be an eight-day retreat but I, I i decided that i didn't want to bend to what the participants wanted because they all wanted a one-week program but i just didn't think it was enough and neither did our staff like we we knew that one week just it was just too sh- a little bit short you know i was like trying to squeeze in that little extra it would be like a surgeon and the and the guys like actually can you do the surgery in 2 hours and 30 minutes and you're like dude, but dude it, it's a 3 hour surgery like yeah i know but can you just like yeah. um, <laughs> and um and so i did the first 10 day retreat but i was still a participant i i wasn't leading it even though obviously like i i took leadership roles at times, you know, um, which was great looking back, like that was my little warm up, but, um, but this will be like, I'm in charge. Like I'm not just advising my staff, you know, but that will be really great too. Cause a lot of our staff have, have turned around also. So just to like build those bonds with every member of my staff and we've got a new kitchen crew that I hardly know. Um, so, you know, just to like, Build those bonds and and make nice. everybody like get along and you know yeah. have us all be be buddies.
0: Yeah, cultivate the atmosphere.
2: Yeah, right. Well, it makes sense what you said about the stair step because like attracts like. So as you level up, you attract new people to level you up. I mean, it's cosmic law of the universe. I mean, you're but you're heating it and you're following it and you're aware of the rhythm of it, which is beautiful. It makes sense. You know, where other corporations or organizations would be upset at their high turnover rate. You realize that it's actually that you're leveling up. And so therefore you're attracting new people to continue the level up and to enhance the experience for the participants. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, four years in this line of work like you know we've been around 12 years we've basically had like three teams um that stay like 5 years 4 years something like that you know so well,
0: that's pretty um, good long time damn good turnover at, rate
1: by the way yeah at, at that point like when you're working as a facilitator and training like that hard you know those people now they're they're maestros you know they're they're like straight up shaman they're, yeah. they they they're incredible people and they will be the the other two teams. They're going to work with me in the Costa Rica project next year. So when oh, we nice. open a new center in Costa Rica, they'll be the Coranderos. They'll be the shaman. And and then we're going to do something crazy. Like we're going to do something that's never been done before.
2: That's badass. Nice. I've still got to hook you up with Mama Shell. Uh, she also is involved in getting a 50-acre ranch. I think she's already moved into it in Costa yeah, Rica. Yeah, she has. And I've she been following
0: her on Instagram. Unbelievable. A lot, of good, a lot of good pictures and stuff. that they have. It looks really comfortable and like really interesting and like a lot of – a lot of awesome fruit. They're always eating all these natural yeah. plates of food yeah. that look amazing. And yeah, it looks really neat. It looks like she's doing some really good stuff out there. Yeah.
2: I mean, have you guys already broken ground or have a site for your Costa Rica um, project? Yeah. Okay. I was about to say. Yeah, there's got a 50 property.
1: Acres. It's a school. Like we, we're going to buy a school. Um, I'm not buying it. Thank God I'm not buying it. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm just like in this, in this, I'm not going to own it. I'm just gonna be the director, um, nice. so
0: lower pressure.
1: So much lower, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it'll still be mine to run. You know, I just won't own it, and I'm happy about that, to be totally honest. Because there's so many night headaches and like all that shit. But um, but yeah, it's a school. It's on 30 acres of land in Heredia, outside of San Juan. Okay. But we're de- we're totally doing something real different than Mama Chell. Um, I am in contact with her by oh, the way. Okay.
2: Well, I was just gonna say, yeah, if there's yeah. any sort of yeah.
1: I mean, I'm all for what she's doing, but you know, it's we're different. we're we're building a school for therapists to get trained in ancestral psychedelic therapy, which is we we invented it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. so you know, it's obviously based on the ancestral traditions of the Amazon, but we're infusing it with modern techniques like holotropic breath work and somatics and you know epigenetic reprogramming things that are like cutting edge new techniques but mm-hmm. mixing them in combination with the ancestral techniques and we have that background of deep ancestral um, practice like study training and and that like kind of puts us in a unique category because not many people are capable of having that level of training, but also have the awareness of Western culture and the paradigm. Yeah, but yo, I sorry, my wife yep. is reminding me that I gotta pick yeah. up my daughter from gymnastics. But You're dude, okay. awesome! I really loved doing this, and I can't wait to uh, to do it again.